1: In that case, I pronounce
0: you lucky. Play for free at luckylandslots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting.
2: No purchase necessary void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: The apocalypse has arrived. From the mind of T.M. Williams, the accidental writer, comes a horrific future. Humanity is turned inside out as millions of people around the world become infected with Gage syndrome. Only a handful of people are immune and left to witness their entire race transform before their eyes. Gages take over society in the most macabre way, fulfilling their deepest and darkest desires with no thought of morality to stop them. See through the eyes of the uninfected, like Marge, who must decide whether the fate of her daughter should lie in the hands of the Gages coming for them, or if she should take her own child's life to stop them see through the eyes of the infected, like Danny Ruiz, a doctor in the midst of transformation who is as fascinated by his own desires as he is by the results of fulfilling them. The apocalypse has come, and as you watch it unfold, you, the reader, become the masochist. T.M. Williams is working a Kickstarter project for this book and welcomes you to check out the frightening video of a perceived future at kickstarter.com. Search for Publish Das Masochist.
2: This is KWOD Radio, and this is Patty Holster, and I'm sorry about that. We're having some technical difficulties due to security issues. <laughs> Lovely things. And looks like we can't use Skype because of it, so we're going to just go ahead and, and use the telephone. phone. Well, okay, let's go back to, you know, minor technology. So we're going right into Tina Marie and her episode here. We're excited to have her because she's she's just been so prolific in writing and she's been doing so many short stories. Tina, are you there? I am here. <laughs> Sorry about that. Security, security problems on our end. Yeah. You know, that happened last time, really too.
0: Ahead. I think it might be me.
2: <laughs> um. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yesterday, the, you know, it's just been... Yesterday, we were on fine, but I was on my other uh, computer. Now, I was on my laptop today and see what happens. So <laughs> it's like, ah... So anyway, go back to other technology when one one won't work. You know what I mean? So here we are. And uh, we've got the chat open for anybody who'd like to call or like to write in. Uh, The call number is 714-242-5145. And let's get in the chat here so that way they can see us. Uh, Anybody who wants to write in a question and doesn't want to call in, they can do that too. To see a little bit of information about the show, there's a chat area. And that's on live now. So, you have been busy, lady.
0: Yeah, I know. Since the last time I talked to you I've gotten even busier.
2: <laughs> I know. I was looking at all your <laughs> all your covers of the stuff that you've been working on and you have some short stories that you've been working on. And uh sounds like you had taken some things I that I told you you know, gave you some some advice uh some months ago about writing some short stories in order to draw interest to your uh, larger works. Have you found right. that to be, found that to work pretty well?
0: Yeah, I, I was actually pretty surprised because I've personally never been one to read short stories. For me, it's the longer the better, and I tend to get into series because I just really, dry, you know, dive into to stories. So I was looking at it from my own perspective, but I, I gave it a try, and surprisingly, uh you know, my my short stories are the ones that have really taken off. In fact, one of them went to number one on Amazon. And, you know, so it, it, it's also funny, on the other hand, because even in my title it says novella, and then I have people saying, I liked it, but it was short. <laughs> so it's like, you know, you can't win them all. But it, it's definitely helped, and for me it's fun because sometimes you just have a story that's just not long.
2: Yeah, exactly. But then there's some stories you're thinking, you're looking at the synopsis going like, no, that's definitely not a short story. How can you tell right. when, it's be, when it's going to be a short story and when it, it absolutely needs more words?
0: Um, for me, I think it's, um, you know, when, you, when I start writing it, I'm not the person who does outlines or plans out my plot. I kind of just let the story take on a life of its own. And if I'm 30 pages in and I'm still at the beginning of a story, then that's a pretty good indication that it's going to be a longer one, um, you know, and for me, my books tend to be between 70 and 80,000 words anyway, so that tends, that's where I, I'm comfortable with. Um, I don't know if I could go over that. I've seen people, you know, friends that do over 100,000 easily, and I, I just can't see myself doing that because I, I tend to like to get more to the point, so... Um, it depends on, on the plot lines and stuff. It's just hard to say. It's usually once i start writing it and I'm I'm a little bit into it that I can say this is a little bit of a shorter story. And there's other times where I'm I'm into it and I'm thinking it's a longer story and I'm just like I, I can't pull anything else out of this so I I do some chopping and turn it to a short story.
2: Wow. Yeah, I kind of have a gut feeling about it. Um that you know I have a lot of people who I mean I I'm no authors who uh, who writes these huge monstrosities of of story? And I'm thinking, wow, they could have gotten you know so many so many books out in that time. Yeah, <laughs> that's Do the other know thing too. To is this. I yeah.
0: yeah, I think about the marketing aspect of it too, because that's always on the forefront in my my mind. So you know, I like to I like the short stories because it fills in the gap on time because it takes a long time from one book to the other a full-length novel. And so those short stories tend to fill in the gap. I can't imagine, doing something longer, I'd want to turn it into a series or a trilogy or something.
2: Have you tried to do uh, you know, some offshoots short stories from a character that you've done from your book?
0: Uh, not yet, because as you know, I've only been writing, I, my two-year anniversary on writing altogether is coming up in a few <laughs> weeks, so I haven't been writing long enough for any my, of my books to have offshoots, but... I do have something planned for the Bohemian Grove trilogy that I'm writing. I'm actually going to do kind of a short story offshoot for one of my, my characters in there, um, Jabril, who's one of the quirky uh, non-main characters who I think people kind of want to know his story before the story began. So that's in the works, but it's not going to be until probably end of 2014.
2: Ah, but you, that's it. I you did have it in mind. I did have it in cool. mind. Yeah. Yeah. And so now people know. <laughs> yep. <Yeah. laughs> now, if, if you're you listening, go. you know. Otherwise, you won't know until next year. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Yes, we on here in order in order to get that little tidbit. Yep. So um, we're going to talk about your your Kickstarter because you know you you did a Kickstarter uh, for another one of your your books and so tell us about how that went.
0: Um, I did it for Sungate which is the second book in the Bohemian Grove Trilogy and I I kind of did it I actually run. Right? I'm sorry
2: was that earlier this year?
0: yeah that was earlier this year and Sungate is the one I, that was just released a few weeks ago and I actually first heard about Kickstarter at one of the cons that I did and thought well I'll just give it a try because I want to self-publish that one and so Sungate uh, was the one I wanted to do a Kickstarter project for because it was a full length novel, and when I did it i I was fully expecting it not to succeed because I just didn 't see why anybody would want to uh, financially invest in this for me i just didn 't make any sense like why would you put money into a book for my, for anything I would write um, and then it went over uh, the goal, so I was really surprised and uh, I w- you know, I, didn't, I felt weird just asking people, hey, can you put money into this book for me, you know. And so when people responded back and they actually enjoyed it and they thought it was kind of fun to be involved in the book that way, I was like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and do this again. And the Kickstarter project this time for Masochist, uh, this book is one that my readers seem to be really anticipating it into. And I've been really incorporating the readers into this book, so it's kind of a book for my readers. Uh, i even had I had a contest where you know you can be you can nominate one of your friends to be off in my book because it's obviously a horror book, and I got tons of submissions for that, so people have been really into this book, and I thought Kickstarter was a perfect project for it, and i I you know had some people say you should get an agent for it and have it published, and I really wanted to self publish this because I really wanted to just own everything from the beginning to the end, including the covers and um, just have this project be completely. Mine and my readers, and really have nobody else own it so that was the that was the idea behind the Kickstarter project for masochists and it seems to be it seems to be working i had you know as soon as I posted it, I had one of my somebody went and donated it before I even had completed completely started marketing it yet, so it was pretty fun <laughs>
2: that is awesome that is awesome and and you know this is kind of a this is really a dark story for you.
0: It's a really dark story. In fact, I was—I started writing it earlier this year, and I had to step away from it because it was just emotionally, mentally draining for me. And I had to go back, and that's when I finished writing Sungate because originally Masochist was supposed to come out before Sungate. So I just couldn't do it. It was just way too dark for me. And so I had to take a step back and find my happy place and now I'm in a better position where I have so many distractions, so it's easier to write. But it is. It's really dark. I don't think I can do another dark one like this again, but it's hard to say because I have a lot of people saying that this is what they like.
2: Yeah, yeah, and and we talked about that, uh, about horror being really, really popular right now, especially Mm -hmm. uh, your subject matter, which what you've done is you've you've taken it into the, the, obviously, the... uh, um, uh, you know, the end of the end days type of story. You got the apocalypse. So, right. what made you what made you want to get into that particular subject? Uh, well, originally,
0: Masochist is an expansion novel from Undead Winter, which is a zombie book. And how that happened is, I was reading World War Z, and this is before it was a movie, and fell asleep and had a nightmare and. So I wrote that nightmare down on my Facebook page, just not even thinking anything of it. Like, oh, I had this dream last night. It was really creepy, and I posted it. And had a lot of people message me and say, how does it end? And I'm like, it's a dream. I don't know how it ended. I woke up, thankfully. And so a lot of people said, can you turn this into a book? And it just kind of threw me off, because I'm writing science fiction, which is what I was excited about, and everybody's like, here, write this book. So I just... I wrote the first, uh, I think it was about eight to 9,000 words, so it was a novelette, it wasn't even a novella, and it went on to put it on post it on Amazon real quick, it wasn't even, it wasn't turned into print or anything, it was just one of those, you know, e-books on Amazon. Then my, I had people message me back again and say, okay, I, I want more, <laughs> I was like, okay. So I wrote 10 more chapters, so it turned into a novella, doubled in size, and it's just a novella this has been doing really well it's hit top hundred a few times it went to number one just a couple weeks ago and so again people came back and said okay i want i want more of the backstory." so i decided to turn that into the full-length novel which is masochist it's not zombies i changed it around a little bit because my zombies were completely different from what you people think of it's not the slow-moving non-thinkers and just did a little bit more of a psychological twist on it and put into a full-length novel. So it it just all started from one really bad dream and turned into a full-length book.
2: Wow. Yeah, you know, those bad dreams, you you write them, did you get up and write it down before you lost it? Uh,
0: I I, I got up, I think it was within the hour I wrote it down. I kind of just had to get it out of my head and just write it down just so I couldn't think of it. It was one of those ones that lingered with you all
2: day, though. Right, right. Now, you came up with a with a syndrome, which I've never heard of before, Gage Syndrome. How, where did you find that?
0: So my friend Melissa actually told me about a person, because she read Undead Winter and she really liked it, and she said it kind of reminded her of this person she read about. His name was Phineas Gage, and he's a 19th century who actually – had a pole go through the front of his head, through the frontal lobe, the cere- cerebral cortex. And so he was kind of this phenomenon because people said that, his friends said that he completely changed, where he almost lost all his morals and ethical behavior, and he just completely changed emotionally and mentally. And so, because I was, I was trying to, playing around with it, and I was thinking, how, how can we create a character that's more realistic? Because, uh, you know, zombies rising from the dead, it's not really realis- realistic. And she says, well, you know, if you have something that happens to your frontal lobe, then, you know, there's definitely theories out there that it can affect your morals. where That's where all your morals and all your conscious behavior sits. So so the Gage Syndrome I created based on Phineas Gage, and um, basically in my book, it's humans who completely lose all moral behavior and go to their raw primal instincts. So it's, it's it's dark because it's what we are really capable of in real life. It's just taken to a different level.
2: Right. Some people just, you know, maybe lack some of that uh, development in their, in their front lobe anyway. And that's right. perhaps what makes them uh, not have a uh, feeling for right and wrong. So, right. So you uh, could think of serial killers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It be fascinating to find out. Yeah, yes, definitely. You know, these kind of what-ifs kind of what ifs are cool, aren't they? When you just think, oh, man, you know, this, that, just, that just kind of works, and, and then you start, you know, molding it into the story mm-hmm. and uh, making making it new.
0: The what-ifs are <laughs> my favorite part of writing. It's kind of my goal. I was talking to Ronald Tobin, who's another author, and I actually was telling him that in all of my books my goal is to make people – who who would normally see things as black and white not see it in black and white anymore because I never have a clear evil or good versus evil and um, sometimes you're rooting for the bad guy. So that's kind of my my intent is for people to have that what if, could this possibly be real? I want them walking away still thinking about some of the stuff that are my books regardless if it's, you know, horror or science fiction or whatever.
2: Yeah, exactly. Now... Um, it wasn't so long ago, it was, a few, it was actually about a month ago, um, I told Don, I said, I think that uh, The Walking Dead and, and shows like that, I think that, uh, that we're going to start seeing not so much the the, the the zombies that are brainless. I think we're going to start to see stories that have smart zombies them. Right. There no, yeah, were zombies and that, that have some that kind of goal, or or just like yours, have gay syndrome, and so it's not so much that they're zombies, but they they are acting as 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 zombies, but they're still really alive.
0: Well, I mean, you think about it. A lot of people call society kind of zombified now because we're so plugged into electronics that we don't notice anything going on around us. So it just depends on what people's definition of zombies are. We could already be ha- in the middle of a zombie apocalypse and not even see it in the same way other people do. And I've had some people ask me if I watched Walking Dead, uh, or is, it, is I think that's what it's called, Walking Dead, and I yeah. haven't. And the reason being is I try to stay away from anything that I think will influence my books. I don't want it to be, oh, yeah, she got that idea from there, you know. So, But right. I definitely see the same thing happening, yeah.
2: Yeah, and and that's uh, you know I mean they've they, they yeah. have you seen the, the movie or know about the movie about the romance that has the zombie with you know to have the romance in it and you're oh, thinking okay uh, that's something different
0: yeah it's something
2: yeah where it was
0: kind of a, almost like a romantic comedy with zombies yeah 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 I haven't seen it but Oh Warm Bodies Warm Bodies it yeah it's yeah, actually based on a seen book it yet too yet either, I
2: really want to. Yeah, it's yeah. based on a book and too about, and I hear great stuff about it. Yeah, and you're thinking, okay, now he was conscious of what was going on. Yeah, you know, right. unlike some of those around him. So right. there you go. So we I think yep. we we're starting just to see that trend of, you know what, I think the the mindless zombies are were fun for a while, but we're kinda of getting bored of that already.
0: Right. They're fun for, you know, like zombie parades and things like that. <laughs> <laughs>
2: It's fun to play, act, yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah, it's like now, now trying to get into the real world and and say this, it's not all zombies should be mindless. So I'm wondering perhaps whether or not this is something that The Walking Dead should get into. But right now they basically just have mindless zombies.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. Although, I yeah. For me, I I would prefer to see something that is too close to home to reality because to, that's what's scary to me, not the oh, that could right. never happen. You know?
2: Right, right. Here you've got characters, uh for instance you you've got the first lady. Um certainly mm-hmm. gets gauge syndrome. And Yes. And I'm thinking well, actually most of the politicians I know have gauge syndrome without even knowing <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I
0: I had to throw the president in there. <laughs> um it, there's there's I, I don't a president
2: because that causes too much trouble but,
0: yeah. <laughs> well he's in my book uh he doesn't get <laughs> Gage syndrome but yeah he might as well have it right <laughs> um yeah there's the book is it, it it follows a couple of different characters it's not from any one person's perspective and it's written in first person and mm-hmm. the first lady is one of the perspectives as is the president and stuff so Um, and for those who've read Undead Winter, they, they know the story because that's at the very beginning of the book, but, um, it's, it's fun to write, (laughs) it was really fun to write Politicians Who Get Gage Syndrome. I think I had more fun with it than I should have. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
2: because you, you were, you know, seeing it from the inside of the head of each, each character. Right. And, uh, probably, you know, I, I haven't read it yet, but I think probably the most, uh, One is going to be disturbing, probably be the doctor. Yes, the
0: doctor um, is, uh, well, I mean, he is, well, he ends up being a main character in the new book, and he was a small character in the first one, and people really fell in love with him, and I think it's because. And he really is the most corrupt, really, from all of them. So it's kind of interesting that people end up liking the one that's the darkest. Uh, He was the most fun to
2: write.
0: Yeah, he was the most fun to write. And I basically created his character because he's the darkest, but I wanted to see could I make people like a character that dark. And, you know, so apparently my readers are darker than I am.
2: (laughs) So, So that course... Questions on, on obviously because about the nose anatomy and and apparently gets into uh, some interesting uh, I, what I would call a Frankenstein complex, right? Where he starts taking bodies apart to see how they work and that kind of
0: thing. I think a doctor probably always wanted to do. <laughs> yeah, he definitely takes a scientific curiosity to everything. Uh, but he's more amused by it than anything. So because you know he turns into a gage, but during the transition he he takes on that curious like oh it's interesting how that's happening. Um, it's, and he there. I'm trying not to give away too much, but there's definitely darkness in the book. I mean, there's incest. There's um, a lot of things that happen that people. You know, it's basically I want to take things that people shun in society and put it into a book and see how people react to it when it's written out in a story that you follow from the beginning to the end. So I don't hold back with it.
2: (laughs) Does it surprise you uh, when you you were rereading it and you read this really dark character and you're wondering, you know, because you know as I do that, that characters are inside of us. Yeah, and you're thinking, okay, where where in the heck did that guy come from?
0: <laughs> right, you're not supposed to be telling that to people. <laughs>
2: um,
0: yeah, it,
2: it, you too know, late. I've been telling I've always, that for years. <laughs> I have never.
0: Uh, I've I've always been an artist um, in some way. I've always been that side of the brain. So for me, I've always been exploring emotionally. I think more to try to figure out what kind of reaction I can get from people. It's always been in my nature to push the envelope to see how people react to things. Um, In a way, I'm almost like the character of Danny Ruiz, where I see things out of curiosity to see how I can get people to react. So in that way, I can relate to him. And, you know, that's why I'm always posting really controversial things to see it's probably cruel in a way just to see how people react to things and see what their perspectives are to see if I can get it to change. So in that sense, that's always been a part of me, and I think that's definitely something I put in my books. Um, As far as the darkness goes, we're surrounded by so much darkness in real life that it's not really – I didn't have to reach too far to, you know, figure all that out and stuff. And some of the stuff that I've read – And the news is worse than anything that I could ever come up with in even the darkest books. And you know, for my other book that I'm writing right now, there's a lot of uh, criminal stories that I'm studying for the doing research on. And some of these stories that I'm reading on some of these criminals, I'm like, oh my gosh, I could never even write that, let alone um, think of somebody actually doing that. So,
2: right. I know a couple other authors who really you know dig into some uh, some of the back files in order to come up with. Um, thoughts of uh, how you know how people kill other people um, right did you have did you have to and then I also know an author who actually uh, studied medicine in order to understand uh, her characters so that way she could write uh, some surgical procedures uh, Did you have to do anything like that for danny um for danny i for me and for the
0: books I actually how do I put this? I let the mind do most of the surgical stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it really is, I mean, he doesn't really get into dissecting people it, yeah. or doing anything like that. Yeah, he just, he's more of a, he, he tends to take more and more of a researcher role on it and watches people more than anything. Um, he, he tends to be more of the voyeuristic doctor who's amused by everything that's happening around him. But as far as everything else goes, I end up doing a lot of reading up on the actual brain, so learning about the frontal lobe and the cerebral cortex and just seeing all the different things and um, learning about how everything fires off. So it's more on a psychological level that I studied everything and did my research on because I think to me that's a little bit scarier. There's gore. It's definitely gory, but it's not as gory as something like those You know, blood and guts movies. It's definitely more on the psychological side of things.
2: Wow, that's uh, you know, it's always fascinating to find out uh, you know how authors are coming up with their ideas and how you know they're connecting with their characters. Do you see that there's that you're going to go further with this this particular storyline?
0: I don't think so. Uh, There's a very solid ending to the book, so it's. There's not really anywhere else for it to go, Um, and so in this sense, I don't think so. I think for this one, you know, I tend to want to write series and trilogies and that sort of thing. This one's a very there's a very solid beginning, and it's more of an account of an of the apocalypse, and it really is something that has potential for a storyline. So it really goes into the apocalypse and says, here's a group of people that are all connected and here's kind of their story and how everything begins and ends for them. So, um I don't think it's going to really go anywhere else. I think if anything at the very at the very most I may write maybe a novella that talks about one of the characters, but I think once I'm done with this, this will be this will be it for it, this book. Okay.
2: Okay. So, what's coming up after this uh for you then? So I have um,
0: Masochist. I'm also writing a book simultaneously called Clusters. And this one I literally just started a few weeks ago and I'm almost halfway done with it already. Um, It's a book that is uh, speculative fiction. So it's a completely new genre for me again. And it's a story, there's basically, it's based on true story. So there's basically been disappearances of people in national forests that are unaccounted for, that people don't really hear about, and talking about in the thousands, that have happened in the last century and a half. And this one guy, David Politis, actually has written three books where he covers each case in detail. So each book is like 500 pages long, and it's just filled with cases and cases and cases. And so basically, I'm writing a speculative fiction book based on that. So I come up, up with my own theory in the book of what's happening, and I'm writing Uh, a fiction book based on this journalist who's exploring these cases as well. So there's a lot, all the cases that I write in the book are true, but they're, I change the names and the kind of the locations and stuff because I don't want to distort any of the stories for the the real families and everything. And this one's actually the one I've enjoyed writing the most. And so I I see myself going down that path a little bit more. I can see myself maybe going a little bit more into true crime or crime writing because I've enjoyed it. I've been interviewing some detectives and police officers, and uh, I found that I'm, I'm like, wow, I really want to be a detective in, in another lifetime because it's just so fascinating to me. Um, wow. So that's that's the one that's coming out. Uh, I don't know when it's going to come out. I'm actually going to send that one out and see, uh, see if, who wants to publish it. And then, of course, mm-hmm. I have the third book in the Bohemian Grove Trilogy that's going to come out next year. And so those are those are the next three books coming out, and then I have a mini-series that I'm writing that I have two more to finish up before that's done. So
2: i got a lot coming up. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. As so, so you and I are, are usually up in the middle of the night, and yeah. we use the Uh It's just yep. it's 2 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, yeah. Bob, Bob used It's to amazing what night. I can get done at 2 in the morning. <laughs> yeah, no phone calls, you know. The the mm-hmm. creativity that sometimes, you know, for some reason just kicks on. Uh you should do the best work on the covers at the time. Uh yep. you know. Design as well as writing just seems to do really well in the middle of the night. And, uh, yeah, and I uh
0: my I don't I design any of my own books. Out, <laughs> yeah i don't i didn't actually create any of my own book covers but yeah i can see see that one that's i can't touch that i'm already busy enough my my designer does a fantastic job with the covers so oh
2: yeah that, that's that's uh, happening all over the place but, uh, yeah the, yeah well, he that's my ash my bread and potatoes right is design so, uh it's yeah i can like, begin. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that's definitely. I don't have the brain for that. That's something I. I I'm like, you, you guys are the experts. You do it, and I'll give my thumbs up.
2: <laughs> yeah, it is quite satisfying when when you see it done on on the cover, and uh, authors send me the copies. I just love that. It's, it's, it's finished, you know. Um, yeah. But yeah, but right now I'm writing one, so. I'm just crazy. I'm crazy too. So you know, we've got We got to keep creative. And, and there's just so many things to do in life, you know. Absolutely. And uh, there's so many stories out there still. You know, you think, oh my gosh, how many books there are, you know? But uh, they're yeah. not your books. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so you want to rewrite because are you want to write your own? Because it's like, well, you know. Have you ever read something you think, man, I I would have done it differently? Um,
0: I don't think I'm at that stage yet. Um, I I literally, it was less than two years ago. It was December of 2011. And I started writing the first chapter in Bohemian Grove, and I had no idea it was going to turn into a book. And then three months or four months later, I have a book in my hands. And I've never been the person who ever wanted to write. I know a lot of people will say, I've always wanted to write a book, and that wasn't me. I always thought it was something smart people did, so I was like, That's, I'm not even touching that. So I've never had a goal to write a book. I never was a writer. I never wrote anything. I never wrote short stories. I never wrote poems. It was just not anything I did. And so I started writing, and yes. when that ended up being published, it kind of threw me for a loop. And it wasn't until SunGate came out, and my best friend actually asked me, she says, are you excited now? And I said, okay, now I'm excited, because I was kind of, you know, in that pinch-me stage. I don't know if this is really happening, and I was kind of waiting for the ball to drop for everybody to say, you're not a writer, what are you doing? And it sure. just didn't happen. So by the time Sungate came out, I was like, I think I could take a little bit of a breath now and, and call myself a writer, <laughs> and, and that only happened, what, a month ago. So I think for me, when I read books, I'm still in awe. I'm like, gosh, I could, I wish I could write like that. So... I haven't gotten to that stage yet where where I feel like I can write better than the authors. I mean, there's there's some stories out there now that I read, um, especially self-published books. And I'm like, oh my goodness, like, how did they publish this? Yeah,
2: you know? Yeah. Okay. But, why did they do that? And yeah, yeah, exactly. Did nobody reads this yet? <laughs> they it? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I get a lot of those. What I'm talking about is more of of the well, if I would have written this, I would have taken a different angle to it, and, and the characters may, may have been a little different because of it. So Yeah, I, can, kind of I, I do
0: that in a sense, but I also read different genres, and I actually write, too, so, um, you know, so, yeah, I, I can see, like, oh, and I like when that happens, because then it means you're being taken in a way you weren't expecting to, you know, because if, if they end up doing exactly what I thought they should do, then that doesn't really say anything for the story.
2: Right so, and uh, they call you the accidental author, the accidental yes. writer, for a reason, right, so yes. that's well, it, that's it, just <laughs> based on your story, you just told me,
0: yeah, exactly, that's it, if so that's I also, accidentally that's became also an author. Her, also
2: her website, everyone, so you know accidentalwriter.com.
0: mhm, that's right,
2: and. She's, you got to get, you know, get on there and check her out her because she's got all of different uh, covers on there and see just how busy this lady has been. <laughs> and, you know, she's decided to, to, you know, do some of this herself. And, 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 you know, as, as I advise you to, you know, go try to go uh, the other route as well, not just, not just the self-published route, but also, you know, put your stuff into other. Because you've already done it once, and you know how that feels. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, and I, 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 I'm taking your advice,
0: and it's clusters is the one that I'm actually going to send out to agents yeah. and publishers, and look for a bigger publisher this time. Somebody that can actually that has a house to be able to do, to do the stuff that I want them to be able to do. Exactly.
1: And and
2: look at this one. Well, you've you've got your track record. And by the time that they say yes, you'll have an even better one. So yeah, man, we can only wish the, the best for you. You know, uh, that's uh, I'm excited for you. Thank you. I'm excited too. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, tell us about the Kickstarter. How much money you need, and uh, and you know, kind of where to find it, obviously.
0: Um, it's if you go to Kickstarter.com. The project is called Publish Masochists. Um, I also have um, a website dedicated to the book. It's masochistbook.com. And on the bottom of each page on the website, there's a link to the Kickstarter page. Uh, I also have it on my blog as well, which is accidentalwriterblog.wordpress.com. So there's different places to find it. And the the goal for the book for Kickstarter is $2,000. I'm obviously hoping to make more than that, but that's the minimum. One of the things that I – people are like, why are you doing that? Well, I, I like to pay for the editors, the professional editors, to come in and really do a good job with editing. Um, so that's included in that. And uh, one of my biggest annoyances is reading a book that hasn't been edited by anybody. So the editing is, is like $1,800, and then you have, you know, all the different things that go into publishing. I don't think people outside the book world realize how much actually goes into publishing. You know, it's not right. like you just send it off and then it's, they print it. There's so much more that goes into it, and there's formatting and all these different things. So the minimum is $2,000, and that's really just to cover the absolute basics, and so I'm hoping to make more than that, but but I picked the minimum. Definitely, definitely.
2: I am so excited for you, and I'm looking forward to seeing the book when it's done. And Thank you. Uh, we're definitely going to be, you know, plugging away because we've got, you know, your, your uh, spot here, that uh, you guys get to listen to. And uh, and you guys got to get on that the, the Kickstarter because she's got a really wicked video on there. You got to see it. Yes. Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love the video. Did video work? I
2: thought he, I thought they did a great job. So give him a plug um, here,
0: Jason. His name is Jason Valerio, uh, and he actually his uh, company is called Platinum Footage. He does all my book covers. he did the book trailer for Sungate, which, which was absolutely stunning. Um, and he did the, the trailer for Ashacus. He does all my graphic work. he's an absolute brilliant genius, and anything I've asked for, he's delivered. So I'm so fortunate to have him, and he's extremely busy, and he always keeps some time aside just for me, so very grateful to him.
2: Awesome. So that's uh, anything you want to plug outside of that, because I tell you, you, you've definitely got some stuff coming up and people need to keep an eye on you because there's always new stuff coming up. (laughs) Yeah,
0: I I almost have to write everything down because I don't even know what's going on anymore. Um, I would say if you you want to stay plugged in, definitely stay plugged into my blog and my fan page because both of them I'm on every single day. I do tons of giveaways and stuff, so I'm really really big on trying to make sure my readers are taken care of and stuff because I do have some really... Free stuff, everybody. Free stuff. Yeah, (laughs) free stuff. My readers, I have awesome loyal readers, so I try to take care of them, and I give away books, and one of the things I like to do is if I'm reading a book that I absolutely love, I'll give away that book, too, because I try to help out other authors as well. So um, fan page, blog, I've got it all the Twitter, so any way you guys are comfortable connecting is I'm pretty much out there in social media.
2: Yeah, and of course you're on Facebook.
0: Yeah, yep, so I'm you, on uh, Facebook. i on Facebook. I know
2: you're active. You're active on there, so everybody mm-hmm. can find you pretty
0: easy. Yeah, I'm active on Twitter. Uh, my Twitter handle is I'm Tm Williams. So my author's name is Tm Williams. Uh, I don't use my full name, so they can find me that way too. <laughs> yeah, I, I know your name. <laughs> <laughs> Why well, oh, don't you know my name? <laughs>
2: I would hope no, so right now. <laughs> now, are we going to have you at uh, Leprechaun this this coming year?
0: Yes, I'm going to be at Leprechaun, and I'm starstruck because Gail Carriger is going to be there, who I absolutely love. She's one of my favorite authors. So I'm going to be at Leprechaun and um, hopefully some of the different cons, too. I, that's, I think, one of my favorite things about being an author is doing those contours.
2: Yeah, it is. It's, it's very cool, <laughs>
0: Yeah, but Meeting getting, meeting other
2: authors and and talking to them and finding out you know their stories again. I've, I've been I have been going to cons for over twenty years, and that's the that's the fun part is meeting all these authors. Yeah, and absolutely. Getting, getting to know them. I've been lately yeah. lately I've been getting to know a lot more artists. <laughs> So, yeah, uh, and authors are quirky, yeah, so yeah. it's nice to
0: meet people that are kind of you know off the wall like you are. So you're like, yeah, good. We have <laughs> things in common. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, you, that's why I, I asked you questions about the writing process because you know it, it's like I, I know we all are doing about the same thing as long as as long as we we're we we're listening to our muses, you know, the, the, yes. those voices inside our heads. Um mm-hmm. You know, I know we're all the same because it's of the fiction writer. Yeah, fiction writers all know what we're talking about. It's like yes. these, it's like these characters wake up in the middle of the night and it's like it's like nobody else understands that except another fiction out there. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like I, else I was is like, taking okay, a sh- you really kind of need your meds now, you know? <laughs> yeah, but the meds keep the story away, so you don't. <laughs> right.
0: Yeah. yeah. I'll be driving, yeah, and all of a sudden, I'm like, that. oh, I, I just thought of this scene, and you know, you're stuck, and all of a sudden, it comes to you. So, yeah. Yeah,
2: in the in the most inopportune places sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's
0: always in the most in- inopportune t- places. It never makes sense. <laughs>
2: He was <laughs> like, oh, my God, that's why it's out there. And, and everybody's like, you're, like, you're crazy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, it's not when you're sitting in front of your laptop ready to write. It's always any other time besides that.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's because our, our brain is just fired that way. It's, we're thinking about something else, and all of a sudden, some, you know, that the that that, that consciousness comes in and uh, seeps into our <laughs> our uh our lobe there and says, Okay, you gotta get some attention here, and so uh, these that's how these characters work absolutely so yeah the, the, then then it goes, okay, in the middle of the night why is when it's col- when it's nice and quiet uh yet once you get started, then they start to talk, yeah, yeah you know, they start yeah, and like, I, I don't know about you. Much.
0: And I don't know about you, but I need music too. I have to have my headphones yeah. on. And, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Yep. Definitely. Yeah. My, my most creative times have been, I, and I've written uh, some of my uh, out-of-body experiences. <laughs> uh, about <an laughs> out-of-body experience, uh, listening to Tibetan horns. You know, the big, those big, huge horns yeah. that they have up. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Uh, We pick weird music. music.
0: Yeah, so you do that too. You do you do music that people (laughs) normally don't listen to. Like I was listening to just violin solos when I was writing the other night. So
2: it's it's not really it doesn't make any sense, but it works. (laughs) Yeah, it does. It's like you want to be in another country. You need to listen to that particular music, and it makes you exactly puts you into a different mood and uh, brings out the weirdest things. Exactly. (laughs) That's fun. It's fun, and uh, we just—it's probably really giddy when you get people who are become your fans, and uh, and they want to talk about your books, and you're going, well, yeah, I can talk about that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, all day, <laughs> all day, yeah. So, okay, awesome, and I, I you know, I had always have fun talking to you, and sorry well, about thank the comments and I'm not. Sure if we're still having any problems or not, but we're it looks like it's like it's everything's okay. So um, Yeah,
0: I'm I'm getting messages that people hear us, so we're good.
2: <laughs> good, 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 good. That's you know, that's the thing is that I can't really tell until at the end and, and then you was know, kinda of too late. <laughs> so it's good <laughs> yeah, exactly. that people are listening to us. I do know we have some guests logged in, so hey, hello everybody. Um, apparently you didn't <laughs> want to call in. You guys are being shy. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we, we know you're there. I can see you in the dark. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to have fun, uh, you know, taking a look at what you've got going on. And, of course, I'll be, also be plugging your, your uh, Kickstarter as the days progress here because I think you need a little awesome. Kickstarter here.
0: Yeah, I do. Um, we only got a couple weeks left. so.
2: I know. I know. It just goes by so fast. You have 20, I think 22 or 23 days left now. Yeah.
0: So, exactly.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it goes by fast. So you know, I wish you all the luck and, and you know, it's it, uh it, it's tough to uh you know, you know, put this up in the Kickstarter. Uh books aren't making quite as much as they, they used to. Yeah. looking at, look at the numbers looking at the numbers the other night. So apparently people like to put money into music. Believe it or not. <laughs> well so, there will always no, be books though. Everything. <laughs> Oh, we do books. So, um, we'll definitely get in touch with you and uh and look forward to seeing you again. Likewise, so, thank you Patty. Just just so everybody knows, she she, she actually lives in the same town, so you know, we do see each other once in a while and and mm-hmm. I I guess you started with the uh with leprechaun, so there you go.
0: Yep, you did, absolutely. It opened <laughs> up a whole lot of doors for me.
2: And I'm so excited for you.
0: So thank with you. that
2: I'm gonna say I'm gonna say because I think think uh I got some people waiting on me. <laughs> <So> <laughs> thank see, you so much for having see me. See soon. And uh big hug. Yes, thank you.
0: Likewise, and thank you for having me and giving me a chance to talk about my books.
2: Oh yeah. I'm always decided to talked about your books. It's fun. <laughs> so with so with that everybody, this is K Radio and this is Patty Sunny Out and say goodbye to Williams, and her new book coming out, Mastochist, and definitely like, get involved. I mean, this is one opportunity for you guys to really, you know, be a part of it. Be a part of the process. Get on that Kickstarter and, you know, show her some love. Be a part of it, and if you, you know, give a certain amount, you even get your name in the book. So there you go. What a way to get involved. So with that, I always say, you guys need to, you know, make it happen. And you guys usually do, so I'm so proud of y'all. So with that, have a great night. With Lucky Lancelot, you can get
0: lucky just about anywhere.
1: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom?